Hello, Mike Baxter here with Strategy Distilled for November 2023. And this month I want to talk about the case for strategy being limited to a handful of high-level goals. There is often a fascinating formative period early in strategy development when people talk about what kind of strategy do we want to develop. I call this period formative because it can have a profound influence on both strategy development and the strategy that emerges from it. At such critical moments, we strategists need to be well prepared to make the case for our preferred form of strategy. I always argue that strategy ought to be limited to a handful of high-level goals. Firstly, because I believe it deeply and fervently, but secondly, it leads to lots of knock-on benefits, such as strategy being easier to track and measure, strategy being more readily adopted, keeping strategy separate from strategic plans, which makes strategy more agile. Here's how I'd make the case for strategy being limited to those handful of high-level goals. Many strategies are too long, many strategies are too wordy, and many strategies are too indiscriminate. A good strategy clarifies priorities, recognises and resolves difficult tensions, and makes tough decisions. Any strategy that says we will do everything is a non-strategy. It's an abdication of the responsibilities of the strategist. A good strategy guides the ongoing decision-making of everyone from senior leaders to frontline teams. It can only do so if the strategic goals are simple and few. A good strategy is achievable by the organisation. This means doing new things in new ways to better equip us for the future. It may also mean abandoning established and possibly cherished ways of working. Attempting too many of these strategic changes at once is usually a recipe for failure. So, strategy should always be limited to a handful of high-level goals. But before we grab the big fat pen, write it in huge letters and stick it on everyone's wall, we maybe need to be sure that we've worked out in some detail what it means. Goals, first, they're very simple. They're actions with purpose. At the heart of each goal is a verb-noun pair. What are you going to do, verb, and what are you doing it to, noun? So increase revenue, engage more customers, or reduce carbon footprint are all good ways to describe strategic goals. As I said um, in my last newsletter, I called this a strategy development error, this is not a strategic goal. We will focus relentlessly on customer engagement, keen pricing and excellent customer service in order to drive up customer acquisition, maintain our market-leading sales conversion and maximize customer retention. At best, it is nine strategic goals. Focus on engagement for acquisition, focus on engagement for sales, focus on engagement for retention, etc. At worst, it isn't strategic. It says we need to focus relentlessly on just about everything. Is it really the case that engagement, pricing and customer service are all equally likely to lead to the future we seek? Is one of them not a high pri higher priority than the others? Has writing this goal in this way just avoided a critical strategic decision?
Next, high-level goals. They are the most important goals to bring about the strategic future we as an organization seek. They are the highest order changes by which we will respond to the most pressing challenges facing us as an organization. Clearly, these are not the only goals that we will that will need to be accomplished to bring about strategic change. Each high-level goal will have sub-goals. The methods we will use to achieve that high-end goal. For example, in order to achieve X, I will need to do Y and Z. These, however, may not live in strategy. If we were to separate strategy from strategic planning, these sub-goals are probably best built into the strategic plan and managed in an agile way. And why just a handful of high-level goals? Well, four key reasons. One, it makes the strategy sharper, more focused, more distinctive and more impactful. Concentrate all available means on a small number of desirable ends. Two, it requires leadership to confront tensions, reconcile conflicts and make key long-term decisions. This handful of high-level goals requirement acts as a forcing function to make leaders think strategically. Three, it keeps strategy front of mind across the organization. This doesn't usually happen. Data from Sol et al. in 2018 showed that only 51% of the members of companies' top teams could list their organization's top priorities. And this percentage gets a lot worse as we move down towards frontline teams. And four, it helps separate strategy from strategic plan. Strategy is the handful of high-level goals that provide the constant North Star to guide decision-making across the organization. A strategic plan defines the many sub-goals and enabling goals by which the handful of high-level goals would be brought about in a delegated, targeted and agile way. As far as strategy development is concerned, take more time to write less. Now, before I leave this particular topic, I do a lot of presentations to boards and senior leadership teams on the case for strategy being limited to a handful of high-level goals. So get in touch with me, mike at goalatlas.com, if you'd like me to help me help you make the case for your own organization. And finally, a couple of strategy snippets that you might have missed. The first is, don't fix things, write a new story. This is from John Cutler from The Beautiful Mess. When two or more people with authority and influence, formal or otherwise, have competing narratives for what's broken, why, and what to do about it, you can end up with a narrative stalemate. Introducing a positive narrative, such as strategy, unites people despite their different narratives for what might be broken at that particular moment. So strategy is a way to storytell your way out of narrative stalemate. I love it. Well done, John Cutler. And strategy for environmental sustainability. What kind of green are you? With so much focus on environmental sustainability entering strategy discussions, I thought this was an interesting provocation to help organizations decide which variety of green they are. Are you more solar punk or terra punk? 
and the main differentiation in a graphic that you can see on the website or in the email um, is Solarpunk is talking about we have only one Earth, um, humans are subservient to nature, it's all for the greater good and the collective is greater than the individual. Terrapunk on the other hand is we can literally create more Earth. Humans should learn to control nature, extend life throughout the universe. The individual is more than the collective and pro-market, pro-nuclear, pro-Dyson spheres and pro-genetic engineering. So both I think you could argue are green but which variety are you? And that's it for Strategy Distilled for November. Bye for now.